0: the animals in the wild are grounded 24 7 you cannot be grounded too much how you need how you know that you need to get grounded is you have pain in your body doesn't matter what kind of pain you have pain in your body if you have pain in your body your body is screaming at you please get me grounded get me out of here get me back to back to normal because and and the younger you are the longer you can go ungrounded but we see a lot of children today with lots of health issues. Um, the, um, any amount of grounding is good because it is cumulative, because you're putting the fire out for a period of time. Then it has to rebuild. The inflammation has to rebuild. But if you can routinely ground, then, I mean, and that's if you can't do anything else in the world, spend 30 minutes a day at least, maybe twice, once in the morning, once at night, this goes back thousands of years. This has been taught thousands of years. Uh, ground yourself for 30 minutes at a time before and after, and then you're going to you're going to feel a lot better. And you're going to sleep through the day and sleep a lot better at night.
1: Hello, hello, welcome back, Neurohacker Community, to the Collective Insights podcast. Today, Clint Ober joins us. He is the innovator behind the Grounding Movement and is CEO of Earth Effects. In this episode, we dive into the science behind grounding and talk about how it can help the body relieve inflammation. For his full bio, the show notes for this episode, and the transcript, go to neurohacker.com slash podcast. Listen on to hear all about the benefits of grounding and how you can easily adopt a daily practice of it. Here's Heather and Clint.
2: Welcome to Collective Insights. I'm your host today, Dr. Heather Sanderson, and I'm joined today by Clint Ober, the founder of Earthing. Clint, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today.
0: Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it, and it's a real opportunity. Thank you.
2: So tell me, what is grounding?
0: Okay, grounding. Um, Anybody that has children kind of knows what grounding is, getting your kids to settle down and get back to normal. (laughs) And in a sense, that's what grounding is. Um, uh, earthing, grounding, the concept we're talking about here is um, <clears throat> the earth is uh, maintains a slight negative electrical charge, and everything in the world, electrical, is grounded to the earth to prevent fire and to maintain electrical stability in buildings, homes, and all of your appliances, anything that's electrical. Um, And the grounding that we're talking about is the human body is the most electrical thing in the environment, and throughout all time we used to be barefoot, or lived in contact, wore leather sole sole shoes, or we lived in contact with the Earth, we touched the Earth with our hands, we dug in the Earth, we slept on the Earth, (laughs) and um, so, when the human body is connected to the Earth, it's electrically grounded, meaning it's at Earth potential. And I hate to get real technical, especially in the beginning, but, but it's, it's like the Earth has a certain, we call a negative charge, so the body, when it's not connected to the Earth, would probably have a more positive charge, because the atmosphere is positive. So, when you put shoes on, you're no longer grounded, you're insulated from the Earth, so you become positive. As soon as you take your shoes off, put your feet back on the Earth, then your body becomes grounded. So we're talking about the human body being reconnected, uh, electrically grounded, electrically connected to the Earth.
2: It sounds like a form of balance, right? These electrical charges need balance and kind of recalibration occasionally.
0: Yes, very much so, it's it's like you, you always have to remember in the beginning we always, uh, we, we were never insulated from the earth, we couldn't get, 60 years ago, we could barely get off of the earth and out of the dirt. We were wearing, uh, we were either barefoot, in the 50s we were barefoot, I'm 76, so when I talk, I talk historically. <laughs> um, but we were barefoot, or we wore leather shoes, and if you wore a leather shoe, then if it rained, you had to take them off and carry them so they didn't get wet, otherwise that would ruin them. Um, and <clears throat> But the last thing you ever wanted to do was wear shoes. I mean, uh, you wore them to school, you wore them to church, you wore them to special events, and that was it. You come home, you would lose the shoes. So, <clears throat> um, it was about, you know, the 19 before 1960, we were always naturally grounded, or close to being naturally grounded. 1960, along came the rubber salt shoes, the athletic type shoes, and the we invented the plastics, so everybody could have very inexpensive shoes. Uh, carpets, remember? Well, you wouldn't remember. Carpets came along in the early 60s, and it was that old shag green <laughs> type carpeting and they carpeted all the homes and put shoes on everybody and then television became very popular and everybody started spending more time in the home, uh, not grounded. When we were children, we, you couldn't get us in the house. Now you can't get kids out of the house because of the screens. And so we've changed our environment. I mean, here's an electrical unit. Everything, every cell in the body, everything in the body is electrical first, chemical second it takes a movement of an electron in order to create energy or to change one thing now that's a
2: profound statement you just made repeat that one for me
0: okay i'm sorry no
2: we are electrical first chemical second i think that that like a light bulb went off for me because as a naturopathic doctor spending time with my patients we yes. focus so much on the chemicals right you know any doctor the pharmacology yes. right you're you're talking about introducing chemicals drugs are one of the primary tools right. that they use and then in my practice we're hopefully as icing on the cake we're using things like supplements but also even just talking about food and what you're describing is you know in our in our biohacking and our foundational guide to biohacking we talk about how the environment our, our outside environment is such a big component of our overall health of our baseline health and yes. what you're describing is is just these foundations right that we should be right. exposed to the earth relatively right. regularly
0: when you when you are connected to the earth well first of all the entire health community and you know I have a lot of family in the in, in the health world uh, my Oldest daughter's husband is head of the uh, radiology department at the Mayo Clinic's in uh, Rochester, and um, and it goes on and on. But anyhow, the uh, so I'm exposed to a lot of that. And but anyhow, the the point is, um, health is our most natural state. And if you look at the animals in the wild, they have none of the modern health disorders that humans have, and you know, it's, it's like um, animals who live indoors with their owners manifest the same health disorders as their owners. So there's an environmental issue here. Now the word electrical is not something that people really tune into because if you if you have an issue you want something physical, you want somebody to touch you. You want to take a pill. If you want to want, but it's like so. Let's back up. So food if you eat live food you're eating electrical energy the reason you're eating food is to you know get electrons and nutrition and um, dead food has no electrons I mean they're I mean the live enzymes the electrons and so on so it's about you know um, I'm, I get lost sometimes in my own language here but um, it's really about Everything is electrical, I, I don't know how to describe it, without not getting too technical, but the food we eat, we're eating energy. The, um, when we touch the earth, the earth has its own energy, and so you're like a little capacitor or a little battery, so when as soon as you touch the earth, then it charges your battery up. And <clears throat> the most important thing about grounding is very simple, the only reason we ground anything in the electrical industry, communications industry, is to prevent charge and to maintain electrical stability now in the 1960s there was this thing called I mean we had this you know we started wearing shoes and then there was a chronic I mean there was a curve that began to develop in autoimmune disease inflammation we call now call them inflammation related health disorders but before they were you know the body eating itself like lupus and MS and so on back in the 60s and so on Um, so anyhow As soon as you disconnect the body from the earth, then it becomes positively charged. And I I can get into how neutrophils and how the immune system works, but I I want to say one thing first. You can't have inflammation when you're grounded. The animals in the wild don't have inflammation. Cancer doesn't exist in the wild. Animals who live indoors with their owners have the same cancer death rate as their owners.
2: There's a couple really great concepts here, and one of the things I appreciate about what you're pointing out is that instead of looking at what's wrong with people who have disease, you're making a great point, let's look at what's right. What is it that animals who don't get sick are doing? What is it that people who don't get sick are doing versus focusing all of our attention on the pathology and what's wrong? Another piece uh, that I'm hearing you say, I discuss with my patients all day long, right? This idea of inflammation, we can measure an HSCRP or a SED rate clinically, but that doesn't tell us anything about the why and why it's going, yeah. I've heard people over and over they say inflammation is the cause of all disease inflammation is the cause of all disease and I go wait what but something caused the inflammation we're not actually answering the question until we say what caused the inflammation so yeah. you're speaking directly to that that this absence of grounding yeah. this this inability to recharge is causing inflammation
0: yeah. 20 years ago I don't know how much time we have, but I need to put a little preference here that makes sense for for your viewers, is I spent 30 years in the communications industry where everything has to be grounded to the earth. So grounding, I have a working knowledge of grounding. It's an electrical phenomena and and it works. (laughs) Can't see it, but it works. Um, So one day I accidentally discovered that I had chronic pain. But when I would ground myself, the chronic pain would go away. And this was back in 1998, 90, 99 back there, a little over 20 years ago. And I, but w- with my background in electrical, I couldn't understand exactly what it was, why. But when I went to look at the medical literature, there was no information whatsoever. In fact, the word inflammation didn't even exist back in 99, 20, 2000 it was about 204 when the word inflammation started to become in coming into the language and it was you know body on fire body in flame a slow burning fire in the body so anyhow i didn't understand any of it but uh, I, I went on a search i was retired at the time um, and i went on a search to try to figure out why pain goes away when you ground the body and nobody knew and The more I tested myself and a few friends, then the more I realized that it's a very real phenomena and nobody knew about it. That was really exciting on one day, but the next day was very um, concerning because I was the only one that knew it, and nobody else did, and everybody thought I was nuts. (laughs) So, but anyhow, so, so I can just tell a couple of stories here to give some Understanding, but this is an accidental discovery. I didn't set out to discover. I mean, my background is in communications and uh, distribution of information, those kind of things, and I had no background in biology other than paying medical, uh, putting kids through medical school, and um, and which was quite interesting. But anyhow, so once I learned this, I went down to. I was living in Arizona at the time. Went down to the University of Arizona and tucson visited with a few folks there no answers and so i I kept playing with it and i kept experiencing it and and no matter what kind of pain a person had like arthritic pain ground them and the pain would go away and it was just kind of unbelievable it was kind of magic and so i went out to ucla i figured they would know what what is going on and i told them what i was doing and put a ground right on the ground and put a patch on somebody's point of pain, you know, an electrode patch with a wire connected to the ground rod, the pain would disappear and it would happen right quickly. And so nobody understood it. I didn't understand it. They didn't understand anything electrical. I did not understand anything biological. And so it was very interesting. So it was kind of he said that's why it took twenty years to get this to where it is. But <clears throat> so anyhow, as time went on, I had to they wouldn't do the study. They wanted me to go do some more preliminary work to help them understand better what I was talking about. And still to this day, people do not know that the Earth is negatively charged. They do not know that when you put your bare feet on the Earth that your body becomes negatively charged. Now when you put a negative charge on the body, it's for instance, um, I don't have all my charts here, but, but anyhow, it's like as soon as you ground the body, the red blood cells become more negatively charged, more like the Earth itself, the negative charge of the Earth, so they become grounded. So the more negative charge you have on the red blood cells, they begin to repel each other. They can't stick together, like in rouleau formation and so on. So animals in the wild have thin, normal blood. Animals and people who live indoors have thick, sticky blood because they don't have a negative, they have reduced negative charge on their red blood cells
2: i wonder if so, part of the resistance to this is around the semantics right that what i'm hearing you say is that we need to be more negative and that, i wonder if there are people that are just a little bit resistant to that right you're saying okay. that we're we're mostly positive the earth is okay. negative yeah go ahead
0: okay so i need to explain what that is negative means no charge let's think of it that way and positive means charge and so uh it's really they're both charged um what it is, you have a stack of electrons over here and you have a stack of electrons here. There's more electrons here and less electrons here. So you're going to discharge so that they're equal. So you equalize. That's what we're talking about. So the negative, uh, everything is negative when it's grounded. Everything connected to the earth, the trees, the animals, anything, the water, anything touching connected to the earth that's conductive is negative. Anything above the earth or insulated from the earth because of you know, breathing oxygen and so on become more positive. And, and so, <clears throat> yeah, so negative and positive, these are electrical terms, they do not fit into the <laughs> a normal language. People say, you're nuts. Um, so anyhow, that's very basic. So we have that to work with now. Um, the uh, I think in order to explain this inflammation, the way I came across the inflammation was uh, when I met Dr. Steven Sinatra uh, from back uh, in Connecticut, he came out and was attending a convention. I told him what I was doing and he's a cardiologist. So I figured well they would know something about electrical because they're, they're dealing with the heart and the brain and so on. So anyhow he sat down and he listened to what I was doing and he says Clint, he says if you're reducing inflammation, I mean pain, he says you need to be looking at inflammation and back then, this was 2001, 2002. Nobody knew what inflammation was, and so I started looking. And then all of a sudden, I began to discover how the immune system produces uh, reactive oxygen species. Uh, they go and oxidize pathogens, like a neutrophil. If you have a pathogen or an injury, a neutrophil will come over and release reactive oxygen species, and it'll it'll come over and wrap itself around a pathogen or a damaged cell and release these reactive molecules. Reactive means they're electrically charged, they're positive, they'll rip an electron from an adjacent, whatever comes in contact. That's why it's called reactive. So all of a sudden I began to understand that these neutrophils are electrical. They operate with electrical charges. Then I began to understand that the body was more electrical, than nobody thinks of it this way. (laughs) But, so then, I started working with Steven a little bit more and then he came along and he said, well, he says basically what's happening here is the neutrophil is obviously oxidizing a pathogen, but there's some remaining reactive oxygen species that are left over after the oxidative burst. And they will, within a few nanoseconds, steal an electron from an adjacent tissue. Then the immune, it screams out to the immune system. Uh, and the immune system sends another neutrophil, metaphorically speaking, and takes care of that problem. So you're setting up a chain reaction. You're setting up uh, a fire. You're, you're starting, you're lighting a fire. And so this oxidative process is the underlying cause of inflammation. So <clears throat> this does not occur in grounded animals and it does not occur in grounded human beings because all the body is negatively charged. So now there's an abundance of free electrons to mop up those excess reactive oxygens from the oxidative burst.
2: So, that, some, does that make sense? Yeah, some inflammation is a positive thing, is a good thing. Well, I'm going to stop using positive and negative because it, it's an entirely different context here. But so, some inflammation is a good thing because it helps us to heal, it helps that's us a, to fight.
0: That's an oxidative burst.
2: An yes. oxidative burst. And what you're describing is that transition that's unhealthy, where that initial inflammatory response that's good for us becomes bad for us and becomes chronic inflammation.
0: Because the excess radicals are not neutralized after the event
2: which a and generation or two ago would have happened because we were exposed to the earth
0: you were grounded so you so it would it was never an issue when you' when your red blood cells are when you're grounded your red blood cells are negative about twenty millivolts when you're not they'll go up to about five millivolts okay so now it doesn't have enough free electrons to reduce all of the oxidation that's going on in the body and it's not just neutrophils it's I mean there's everything in the world going you know on in the body I mean it's just endless and uh, so you need to be grounded at all times in nature in order to prevent what we call inflammation
2: do i understand correctly from your experience working with electricity in Uh in buildings and stuff we need to have that grounding wire and that is for the purpose of preventing things like fire from these positive electrons accumulating and then creating or protons right protons from accumulating and then causing a fire so we do that for a building but for the past, for this current generation, for the past 50, 60, 70 years, we haven't done that for the human body.
0: No, we put shoes on the body 60 some years ago. We moved indoors 60 some years ago, 1960? Yeah, 60 years ago. That's when when the mass movement, the mass change in our environment. We put shoes on and we carpeted our floors and we put uh, synthetic flooring in our homes and we just we did we we stopped going outdoors
2: yeah so you you talked a bit about how this affects neutrophils which are active in the immune system can you talk about how grounding uh, changes our sleep patterns
0: yes Um, we did one study one of our first studies was uh, we measured circadian cortisol we would had a, a group of ladies where we. This is a study done by a um, anesthesiologist, and we we grounded. We measured the circadian. We measured the cortisol every four hours for 24 hours, and that was the that was the profile to start with. And then we grounded them for six to eight weeks, and then so everybody so before their. Circadian cortisol profiles were like kind of like spaghetti But afterwards everybody's cortisol profile synchronized into a nice band And in that band we saw the thing that was most striking was that it, there was this uniformity And these were subjects that they didn't know each other. They weren't living in the same town even and um, But to see that occur the only thing that could have caused that was the earth in the inner something in the earth it, well one we were putting out the fire of inflammation so they were definitely going to sleep. But, but the other thing we learned was at four o'clock in the morning, cortisol begins to spike. It just It's going along at midnight, it drops to the lowest, goes along and then at about four o'clock it just spikes and goes way up until about six in the morning. And supposedly that's what gets you out of bed. You have to have that cortisol to get going in the morning. But if you can't sleep at night, that's because your cortisol is elevated. There's no other reason you can't sleep. It's part of your fight or flight system. There's a bear in the woods. Your cortisol is elevated. Your your body's going to be on alert. So, so anyhow, um, uh, the cortisol study was. Um, we learned that the the earth is you know the earth is turning like this, but you're and you're sitting on the earth in a fixed location. So you're turning with the earth. The sun stays constant. So wherever the sun is hitting the earth, that's where the electrons on the surface of the earth are the most excited. So at noon, when it's the hottest that's when the actual electrons energy of the earth is the most excited the most energetic at night at midnight that's when it's the quietest that's when you is, you're supposedly be asleep but like at 4 a.m as the earth is turning so those electrons that are being excited by the earth they create four huge eddies on, on around the globe and they're constant to the sun and the earth is turning and you and the earth are turning within in them and so there's so at 4 a.m. as that you first go into that phase then all of a sudden cortisol begins to spike there's no daylight there's no sound there was nothing else the only thing in the environment at that time is a change in the amplitude of Earth's electric field
2: How fascinating. So I'm curious about the intervention. You and your colleagues, uh, did you have these women go and walk on the beach? Did they change their sheets? I know they are earthing sheets. Did they get a new mattress? Did they have a band? What was the intervention?
0: We took a, a carbon mat, black type carbon mat, and it was like 12 inches wide, 24 inches long and it was conductive material that we would use for shielding uh, in an electrical um, environment. But anyhow, so we bonded it to a um, felt pad, put it under the sheet where they were sleeping, put a wire outdoors and connected it to, to a ground rod. And so all they did was lay on that at night and sleep on it.
2: So it was an intervention that was happening when they were sleeping, and then you saw effects on them sleeping. One of the things that comes up for me as you describe this is that many of my patients who are in chronic pain have abnormal cortisol rhythms because Mm -hmm. that pain is a chronic stressor. So I'm wondering if part of the mechanism is that when you reduce the pain, the body can go back into these natural cortisol rhythms just because that chronic stressor has been resolved.
0: Yes, that's what this is all about. So, uh, you know, I I tell a little story sometimes because that helps me. I grew up on a ranch in Montana. And sometimes in the summer, there would be these uh, infestation of jackrabbits. (laughs) They would be everywhere. The grass was tall, then the jackrabbits would come, and then would come the coyotes. The coyotes ate the jackrabbits, the jackrabbits ate the grass when the grass was gone, and so on. But in the meantime, coyotes lived on jackrabbits. So, jackrabbit would be sitting there eating grass like normal all day long, and then, let to see what's going on here, I'm sorry about that. Okay. My um, camera. But anyhow, the jackrabbits would be sitting there eating grass like, like, that's what they do, that's all they do all day long. Coyote would be sneaking up on them And so as soon as the rabbit sensed the coyote, the coyote would jump, the ears went up, the jackrabbit would spring, so his cortisol skyrocketed. It was just fight or flight mechanisms. And the jackrabbit would run zigzag back and forth across the pasture, keeping one eye on the coyote. Coyote most of the time would run out of energy, and he would lay down and just stop chase because he was exhausted, he only had so much energy. and. so the rabbit would run just a little bit further, conservation of energy, and then the rabbit would be sitting there and you could just see the it had a visceral response. All It was just sitting there shaking, quivering. Then all of a sudden it'd have a huge big shake and then it would go back to eating like nothing ever happened. So what happened in my mind, I didn't know this at the time, but now the jackrabbit was grounded and they discharged the cortisol. They discharged the stress from the trauma of the chase and so the reason I tell that story often is because when I I, I listen to I, I've worked with a lot of primarily women who have MS lupus uh, the autoimmune diseases they are the ones who showed up they're the ones we can get for subjects because the doctor said here you can have them. we can't help them.
2: Right there's so and, little a conventional medicine can do
0: exactly and so um, so anyhow, we, I worked with a lot of them, and one day I asked uh, one of the ladies with MS, I said, she was like 34 years old, and I said, what happened? I, I mean, you, you weren't born with MS, were you? And that's how little I knew about it. <laughs> But I, and she said, no, I wasn't. And I said, well, what happened to cause this to show up in your life or manifest? Did you inherit it, whatever? She says, I don't know, it just showed up. And uh, so I was grounding her Environment for a test and everything we were doing. And all of a sudden she said, You know, that was the year that I lost my son and we lost our house and just everything went wrong for us. Mm -hmm. So they went into, she went into a very traumatic stress state of stress. And she, the problem was, and then MS showed up. So basically, when you become stressed for a long time and you don't discharge this trauma or this stress, then your cortisol remains elevated, then all of a sudden you become, anxiety starts showing up, and then anxiety, irritability, and then it leads to depression and in the meantime your immune system is compromised because the cortisol and you know just uh, you're not grounded so the inflammation is building in your body the immune system is now spending all of its time fighting the inflammation rather than doing the things that it normally does every day all day long and every night especially night when it restores and, and repairs repairs and restores the body so anyhow I learned from uh, so the so the we all live in this, we all have these coyotes. You get up in the morning. If you have kids, those are coyotes. They're after you. You have a husband or a, or a, a mate, a wife. You have uh, you have to get them off to work, to school. Or now things are really dramatic, and and then um, then you have to go set about to do your things. And you know the phone rings. That's a coyote. The, you go to the mailbox. The bills. Those are coyotes. They're all, but they all. When I say coyote, they all promote a stress response. They all, re, uh, they, they create a fight or flight response and that promotes cortisol. And the longer you stay in an elevated sympathetic state, meaning you're in a elevated fight or flight state, then your adrenals, which are hormone based, they normally modulate and dampen the sympathetic response. But if the sympathetic response is relentless, then the adrenals are gonna become exhausted. And then the cortisol and pain, I mean it's going to create more pain. I describe that as fibromyalgia. The fibromyalgia girls taught me all this. But you know, so that is what causes that phantom pain sometimes and that state of stress so anyhow now they become anxiety high anxiety uh, irritability depression all these things and then so it's just a vicious circle and the immune system can't maintain because the cortisol is relentless you have to stop you have to discharge from the coyote from the attack The day at the end of the day you have to no matter if you can't do anything else in your life, you have to go outdoors, put take your shoes off, put your feet on the earth for thirty minutes and discharge all the coyote attacks, all the adrenaline, all the cortisol. And then so then once you do once you put the inflammation out in the body, then the immune system can go back to doing what it normally does. Remain you know, repair and restore and maintain health. Health is the body's most natural state. That's how we all got here. When you compromise the immune system, then you get sick. But if your immune system is healthy, you can't get sick. You can't have all of these health disorders. You have to get ungrounded, You have to live on. You know, you can eat the best food in the world, but if you're electrically ungrounded, if you have, if your body's electrically charged, that's distressing your entire system and food some you know food you need all these things you need good food you need exercise you need good relationships and family and and all these things but the people look at the people who are in trouble you know they're full of inflammation why are they why are their bodies on fire
2: You bring up such a great point. A recent podcast guest of ours, Dr. Keisha Ewers, she focuses a lot on autoimmune disease in her practice. And what she... experienced and and talks about now publicly is that she had an early childhood trauma. She was sexually abused by a someone in a position of power. And what she told herself was that she wanted to die essentially when she was experiencing that sexual trauma as a child. And so then as she got older, her body was basically getting that signal from her brain. And you are, are describing a mechanism for this, that that early trauma that sticks, you know, sticks with us it creates this high cortisol state and then we don't have in our in our society we don't have a container we don't have a a way to discharge that we're not encouraged to go outside and walk around barefoot in fact we're discouraged from that yes and so we don't have this ability like you said to shake off those coyotes that come that are inevitable you know and of course like these these intense childhood traumas are one thing but also a lot of us grow up in a society where you know, we're, we're discouraged from talking about them. So from, from discharging them at any level, not just going outside and walking barefoot, but from, from processing. And so here, this is an incredible explanation for why that happens and why that shows up so much later in life. It it precipitates this pattern in the immune system. This is absolutely fascinating. So go ahead.
0: Um, Well, it's, um, it's really you know in nature health is our body's state you know I mean you have infectious disease you have bacterial infections and so on but these degenerative uh, inflammation based health disorders do not exist and <clears throat> they affect you know the family they affect you know it's like You know, you can go from all the way, I mean, even autism was listed as an inflammation-related health disorder just a couple years ago with John Hopkins. And then, but you can go to diabetes, you can go to you know all of them, say all Alzheimer's, all of them, they're all inflammation-based. But they interfere with our entire families, our communities, our world. (laughs) Um, But the thing that I learned most of all over all these 20 years, and I have spent many of time taking a person outdoors by the hand and say, "Please come with me. Take your shoes off and stand or sit in a chair and put your feet on the earth for 30 minutes." Children, it doesn't matter, especially autistic children. And uh, you just take them out there, and all of a sudden, there's a their demeanor changes. All of a sudden, you know, 30 minutes, they're they're in that tension. They have that tension in their body, but as soon as they get outdoors. They release, it begins to release, then the pain starts to come down, and then circulation improves, the energy improves, and then you see the changes in the face, I mean the demeanor changes. The circulation improves. The main thing is the circulation, of course. And um, But I always tell people, you can't be unhappy if you go outdoors and sit on the earth for a half hour.
2: So you described that, this is so incredible, but you, ins- you described what's going on with those red blood cells. So circulation is so important for every yeah. organ system in the body. I mean, this affects mm-hmm. absolutely everything. So can you just go back to that? Tell me again, why do those red blood cells circulate better after grounding?
0: Okay. When you're, <clears throat> when you're, you know, most people have thick and sticky blood today, especially older people and most people, most most older people take blood thinners. The reason is because the surface of the red blood cells, they they have an electrical surface charge, and if it's negative, like the Earth, then like little negative magnets, they'll repel each other. They can't stick together. They don't stick on top of each other. They're not, the blood can't get thick and sticky. So but as time goes on you're when you're oxygenating the tissue the the blood is going in and contributing I mean delivering oxygen and delivering and giving up electrons in many cases. And so as the red blood cells lose their electrons then they start sticking together and sharing electrons. It's like electroplating chrome on a bumper or anything else you put a negative and a positive and then they, you put them they, they stick together so <clears throat> so as soon as you ground the earth has a universal negative charge doesn't matter where you are uh it's so you're as you stand on earth. and electrical is the speed of light it's not like taking a vitamin i mean where it has to be ingested and circulate and all but it's speed of light so within very short time after you're grounded, your red blood cells. Um, I have a photo here somewhere in the movie. There's lots of pictures of all that, uh, but it actually shows the movement of blood before grounding and after grounding. But what happens is so now when the red blood cells, when you connect the body to the earth, the earth, the whole body becomes negative, meaning an abundance of free electrons. I think every cell in your body becomes more negatively charged. That's why it's easier for older people to get up because of the repulsion. When you have two negative things, they, they push each other apart. Um, so, But the red blood cells, they become negatively charged equal to the earth. You're, you're grounding your red blood cells is what you're doing. This is described well in the movie. It's described well in the book. So and, um,
2: and the movie's but, name is Earthing? Just Earthing? Yeah, yeah. And where can you find it? Where could someone view that?
0: The Earthing movie is on YouTube. It's free. There's no commercials. I kept it that way. I didn't license it. I said that this belongs to whoever wants it, and they need to be able to see it how they want.
2: And, and the name um, of the book is just the Earthing book?
0: Yeah, it's the Earthing. 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 Most of, it's the most important health discovery ever, and the reason I gave it that title is because grounding is has the most profound results on the body and it's free all you have to do is go outdoors and, and connect yourself I mean and sit on the earth for a while
2: and I would imagine it feels like common sense to you right you you made this discovery um, accidentally when you touched a grounding wire to the point of pain on your body yet, we all, I think, experience, I'll, I'll speak for myself, if I can go out for a hike, if I can go for a walk on the beach, if I can get outside, then I feel like a different person afterwards, particularly yes. after a period of stress. That's. I know exactly what I need. I just have to get outside and be yes. in nature. And I think that's what I always say is, oh, I just need to be in nature. But what you're describing is there's actually this this physiologic mechanism that we can point to, and it's about this electron differential yeah, and this change.
0: It's, you're discharging, like oh, the coyote, you know, like the yeah. rabbit, you're discharging the stress of the cortisol. I mean, you see everything, I mean, the cortisol, this is all electrical phenomena. I mean, it's it's chemicals, but it's, I mean, the only thing that makes this chemical this chemical and this chemical that chemical is the amount of electrons. <laughs> you know, and, and, and so everything is electrical, and uh, cortisol is kind of like an acid, and, I mean, it's good, but if you, if you don't have the adrenals functioning properly, then it's, it's going to just like uh, oxidize and create inflammation pain in the body.
2: Well, the theme is balance, right? We need both positive and negative, but when one of them gets, accumulates and it becomes out of balance, that's when it leads to disease.
0: Yes. Yeah. You have to live in harmony and balance with nature. You have to find your place in nature, and and you know it's like I tell everybody. I, I grew up on a ranch, so I, I'm I'm net a naturist by nature. Um, if I don't see it in nature, I don't believe it. I don't believe anything. I have to see it. But if I once I see it in nature, once I understand it, then it's real. You know, anything else is okay. But it's like okay, I can tell you another quick story. It's like when I was very young, uh, you know, I'd sit on a horse and go out and. Babysit cows, and what you're doing is you have you had like 800 head, and you had like four or five, six sections in a pasture, and so you keep the cattle in one area. And then what a cowboy does, and a cowboy is not like the Western cowboys; <laughs> these are kids who sit on horses and just look at look at cows, very boring. Fortunately, I had a nice dog. Uh, but anyhow, when, so what you're looking for is a cow if it's if it's glassy-eyed, or if it's making you know bawling or if there's if it's not looking like the rest of the animals you take it out of the herd then you go check the water in the tanks you have alkalinity and then you go check the stream to make sure there's not a dead animal upstream. you check the grass to make sure it's not too short and then you check the make sure there's no noxious weeds starting to come up in the pasture so one of those things is wrong something is wrong that's what made that cow sick so the cowboy's job is about protecting the pasture they're making sure the pasture is pristine and clean the environment for those animals is pristine and clean because if they get sick you have to call the bank and the vet and toss the keys up and say, you guys figure this out we're out of here because there's no money <laughs> and so it's really so that's how I, that's kind of where I come from. I mean, uh, I, I just look at everything differently. I don't, it's like, if you're not feeling well, it's not, you know, what's, what you're eating sometimes, it's what's eating you, you know. It's your mental, they, I mean, and, and I do a lot of work with Deepak Chopra, and I, the reason I connected with Deepak was because we can ground people and teach people about how to put the fire out. But again, what's feeding that fire? It's coyotes. And it's coyotes that people need to learn to uh, ground themselves mentally. The things in life that are important, not important. Uh, The things you can do, the things you can't do. Find that balance in there. And keep backing up in life until you can put a smile on your face and get up in the morning and feel good. And if you don't feel that way, then you've got to change something.
2: This observation of nature, that's really like the foundation of a good scientist. And it sounds like there's a bit of skepticism in how you approach things as well. I'm curious, what is the current state of the science that you guys are doing around grounding and earthing?
0: Well, what we're doing now, I mean, we've done a lot of, I think we have 24, 25 peer-reviewed, published, um, uh, I call them proof of concept studies, you know, where we test everything and we have, we've tested literally everything. All of those studies are available at the earthinginstitute.net. And uh, it's free to anybody and everybody. <clears throat> and so what we're doing now is more clinical and just supporting people who are doing clinical studies. We're not doing them directly ourselves sometimes. We're just giving them the supplies, the tools, um, um, whatever they need. We're giving them all of our knowledge as best we can. But we're, um, it's like it's like uh, I I hate I I tell these stories that's about all I can rely on sometimes Um, the biggest problem that we have with sharing grounding is if somebody gets sick they go to the doctor and so I have a lot of friends who are cardiologists especially in Southern California and they're, they're, they're good people. I like them. They're enjoyable. They're good friends. But I remember one of them one day called me and said, I need another half a dozen of these mats. And so I said, Well, uh, I'm going to be driving by. Uh, I'll drop them off because I just wanted to meet him. And I stopped by his office because he'd been buying them for a couple of years. I said, What do you do with these mats? And he says, Well, we use them here for staff to stay off our hypertension meds. <laughs> and I said, why don't you give them to your patients? And he said, well, he said unfortunately, there's a couple of issues, he, said, he looked, pointed at the door and he said, every time a new patient walks through that door, they're worth a certain amount of money to me just to run tests and to do what I do, and which is essential. And then if I don't put them on a script, they're not gonna come back, they're gonna to go to somebody else. Because today, everybody, with, because of TV and everything else, a lot of them, they want a script. script. But anyhow, he said, you know, basically, it's worth about $10,000 in revenue every time a new mm. cardiac thing comes in. And the problem is, he said, I'm married to a woman who's married to a doctor, me. She lives like she's married to a doctor. I'm still paying off my schooling. I have this office, we have the staff, we have all of this overhead. He says, it doesn't matter what this does. I can't tell people to go home and get well for free. And I don't say that demeaning medical profession. It is a situation that we have created over the years where people are dependent on um, I mean, the, the medical industry dependent on making the, money.
2: Yeah, these yeah. systems that have been put in place that yeah. really prevent wellness. right? Yes, and
0: and Instead in many cases, disease. yeah, it's like he said. You know, after I get my overhead and I get everything covered, he says you can have them, but right now I have to take care of them and I have to do what I do. And 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 they have to be because the the other side of it is people are not going to go out and just get grounded. And the other piece of it is you know, grounded in nature, they're grounded 24-7, so they can't have inflammation. But how many humans uh, and pets are going to ever be allowed to be grounded 24-7? Only the women with MS and lupus or cancer or people whose health is extremely compromised, they get grounded, they stay grounded, they won't get ungrounded because they know the consequence because of the pain and so on. But the day-to-day people, we can't, our, it's our society. It's our culture. So that's why I like to work with children. I like to work with the schools. I like to work with the teachers. I, I like to work with somebody that's going to carry this on. The older people—they're going to get grounded soon enough, anyway. So I don't need to worry about them. you
2: going to be and, in uh, the ground, which is a little discouraging.
0: No. But anyhow, it's it's not discouraging. This is um, anytime you uh, figure you you identify something. That most people are not aware of the challenges education. So we're not in the business of doing anything except educating. It's 100% educating. We do sell products. The products they were all, all the products were accidental discovery. We never went in the business of saying, well, we wanted to make bed beds. That's crazy, <laughs> uh, or uh, you know, mats or whatever. But but on the other hand, they need to be supplied. Now we, you know, our average customer is 35 years old, 99% female. And the first thing she does is gets grounded herself. And then she grounds her mom next, grounds her children, and grounds her girlfriends and and her crazy sister. So that's what the business is. It's a word of mouth.
2: Uh, uh, What are your most popular products? I'm curious. We don't usually make this show about selling products, but I'm just fascinated by what people are most drawn to.
0: That depends on the, the number one thing. That if their health is, you know, like surgery or these kind of things, and they and they can't take the Vicodin or these kind of pain pills, then you can take the little electrode patch, EKG type patch with a coil cord connected to the electrical ground. Cord has a resistor in it, and you can't, you you don't experience the oxidative. Vicodin type pain when you're grounded. So you put the patch there and it floods the area with free electrons. So now when the neutrophils are in there cleaning up all of that damaged cellular tissue, then the excess radicals are instantly reduced and so you have no hot burning pain. So you will have will have the healing pain, which means leave me alone, let me heal.
2: So some people might be familiar, if they have chronic pain, with like a TENS unit, where the, this is the Gates theory, where you're interrupting that nerve conduction to the brain so that your brain doesn't get that signal that your right. arm or your hip or your ankle is in pain. This is an entirely different mechanism. Yes. So yeah. you put a patch on and then you would need to be connected to an outlet, right, through the grounding wire. So would, ground- most people would do this at night?
0: Whenever they're in pain.
2: I see so it's like an as-needed thing
0: yeah as needed and as long as a lot of women go to work with a patch on on their side or whatever and they use it all day long just unplug it and plug it back in because they have so much pain in their bodies Uh, a lot of people who have athletes we use we take care of a lot of athletes you know uh, recovery and injury and you'll see some of that in the movie also and um, but it's to because your healing is 70 time, or 70% faster when you don't have that oxidative uh, stress going on.
2: And do you put the patch on the area of pain?
0: Yes. Directly can, there. What I do in, like if I'm dealing with um, fibromyalgia or lupus or MS or things like that, I'll ground the feet or the hands. Because in nature, that's, those are your ground paws and they are the most conductive parts, parts of your body.
2: Did you say ground paws like P-A-W-S like an animal I love it (laughs) like the rabbit
0: right like the rabbit and um, but on the other hand if um, if if, you know if your body's got lots of inflammation, that inflammation is going to use a lot of that energy up before it gets to here because it takes time for the body to heal and recover so it's you're just it's a shorter path to ground then through the hand or the foot to put it right where the injury injury is but what you're doing think of it this way there's a fire inside and you're taking a water hose and pouring water on it mm, that's it's going to put the analogy. fire out and it's 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 a natural phenomena there's no there's no mystery it's pure physics it's charge reducing charge can't have charge on a grounded object it's so- it's just
2: you are talking about balance right with these this positive and negative again and is there a way to get too much how would we dose this if i were talking to a patient and i was suggesting using one of these things you said you can use it all day you had people in your your study subjects using it all night is it possible to get too much
0: Um, the animals in the wild are grounded 24 7. you cannot be grounded too much how you need, how you know that you need to get grounded is you have pain in your body. Doesn't matter what kind of pain you have, pain in your body. If you have pain in your body, your body is screaming at you, please get me grounded, get me out of here, get me back to back to normal. Because and and the younger you are, the longer you can go ungrounded. But we see a lot of children today with lots of health issues. Um, the um, Any amount of grounding is good because it is cumulative, because you're putting the fire out for a period of time. Then it has to rebuild. The inflammation has to rebuild. But if you can routinely ground, then, I mean, and that's, if you can't do anything else in the world, spend 30 minutes a day, at least, maybe twice, once in the morning, once at night. This goes back thousands of years. This has been taught thousands of years. Uh, Ground yourself for 30 minutes at a time before and after and then you're going to to feel a lot better and you're gonna sleep through the day and sleep a lot better at night. But if you have um, any of the common autoimmune related health disorders, your health is really compromised. So then you have to look differently. You say, what is the time of day that I can ground myself? The simplest, easiest, with the least amount of effort that's during sleep so sleeping on something that is connected to the earth grounding and uh, while your body is uh, restoring and recovering it's the best time to be grounded that's why we ended up going that path Um, we have grounded yoga we have grounded lots of things but those are all good but the things for people whose health is compromised Um, first of all you need to do a little bit of experimental grounding so that it's not a belief system it's a knowing a knowingness you know that when you are grounded you feel better you sleep better you have less pain then with that knowingness you can make the changes in your environment or in your life to make it work for you but grounding alone is not going to solve all your problems. You still have to have good food. <laughs> you still have to have happy people around you. You have to be, you you have to be a part of your community, of your family, of your, you know, your friends. You have to be a contributor. You have to be doing something. That's another thing I learned about uh, these ladies. And most of our customers are ladies. Uh, the men just say, "Well, if this is true, I'd know about it." Nobody, you know. <laughs> and, but it's like medical industry, you know, like uh, 80% of all prescriptions sold are female. Over 80% of all practitioner visits are female, maybe 90%. The other thing I learned is 60, 70 or more of women sleep alone at night because of pain, because of health issues, because of stress and that's mind-bending you don't see these things the only reason I would see them is because they've grounded thousands of people Been so in their home doing do
2: you st- think that this is because women are more sick or because they're looking for an answer they're more likely to go out and look for an answer
0: They go yeah no they're they're going out because they want to be healthy they're going to take care of their problems yes absolutely uh, when they can find them I mean that's I'm not saying that that's negative men are you know no pain no gain. They won't go to the doctor until they have their first heart attack. That's Just the way it is. They've been trained that way. Um, but no, women are just the opposite. They take care of their children. They take care. Of, they are the caregiver. When their health is compromised, then everything goes goes to hell in a handbasket in the family. So yeah, they take care of themselves. Women are different. Women are caregivers. They're mothers. That's what a mother does. <laughs> Takes you know. She's care. almost
2: like the cowboy you described, right? Af- Making sure absolutely. the environment is right so that everyone in the family can stay healthy. Yes. Yeah.
0: And she's the one who takes care of her husband's medical situation. So, but <clears throat> yeah.
2: This has been absolutely so informational. So, uh, fascinating what you're learning at the Earthing Institute. I I love what you said about how grounding is this return to normal in electrical terms. Yes. And like that we really are electrical beings first and chemical beings second. And I guess I might argue, I might push back a little bit and just say that we're equally both.
0: Well we are both uh, but, but I we've mean,
2: ignored the electrical component.
0: Yeah, but it's about electrons. <laughs>
2: I guess that's true. If you can you can distill the, the chemistry down to electrons. You talked about redox reactions, right? That's yes, redox
0: all... potential. Yeah, you, that's awesome. You um... have a shortage you have a shortage of redox potential.
2: So incredible your pH,
0: your pH your pH is out of balance It's all electrons
2: Right, right And as you talked about cortisol almost like an acid, right? So it, it is going it, to all it, be about balancing these components Yes And I so appreciate also that you put earthing back into the whole system That you still need to have relationships That you still need to eat well You need, still need to get yeah. exercise That this is yeah. one of the foundations But not the only one
0: no, it's, it's it's base, it's kind of fundamental, because it's nature and earth. Um, but you can't have a happy family, you can't have happy anything. You can't have success and health, anything, if your body's on fire, if you have inflammation yeah. in your body.
2: And your call to action is to go outside and put your feet in the grass, put your hands in the dirt.
0: Don't do anything less than that. <laughs> You can do more, but do that for sure.
2: That's fantastic, Clint. It's been an absolute pleasure having you today. Thank you so much for taking the time, sharing your wisdom and knowledge with us. And thank you so much to our listeners for being with us.
0: Well, thank you. I, I appreciate the opportunity. And uh, if anybody has any questions, let me know. And but do check out the Earthing Institute and uh, and do watch the movie if you get a chance because it's it's authentic. It covers several years of people and actual experiences and uh, we even have a person that was a 30-year veteran at the FDA, uh, you know, in the movie, said it's the most important thing that ever came across his desk, so.
2: That's intriguing. We're all going to go watch it.
0: Good. Thank Thank you you. so much
2: for making it, putting it out there, making it accessible. All
1: right. Thank you, Heather. Thank you. Thank you for being with us for this conversation with Clint Ober if you didn't know already, one of the other things we do in the collective is create supplements for better cognition, better aging, supported sleep, and more energy. If you're looking for any or all of that, go to neurohacker.com to learn more. If you have questions about this content, please leave them on our site at neurohacker.com slash podcast, and we'll work to get those answered on a future episode. Make sure to leave us a five-star review and subscribe to our podcast. See you next time.